0: And welcome to the Lifehouse Church Beloved Podcast. My name is Lena Hobson and I'm joined here today by Carolyn Thomas and Crystal Check. How are you going girls? Great. Well, thank you. (laughs) Alright, we're going to be continuing on with our Philippians podcast series and we're going to be looking today at chapter 4. So we'll dive straight in. So I'm going to read from Philippians 4 verses 1 to 9 in the NIV. Therefore, my brothers and sisters... You whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, stand firm in the Lord in this way, dear friends. I plead with you, Adiah, and I plead with Sincath to be of the same mind in the Lord. Yes, and I ask you, my true companion, help these women since they have contended at my side in the cause of the gospel, along with Clement and the rest of my co-workers, whose names are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in
1: me, put into practice. And the God of peace will be with you. That's an awesome passage of scripture, isn't it? Thanks, Lena. Um, we're going to just start off by looking at the first four verses there. and if you, um, I want you to notice that three times in these first four verses, Paul says to do something in the Lord. So he says, stand firm in the Lord. And then he says, um, be of the same mind in the Lord. And then um, the third time he says, rejoice in the Lord. And so we're going to look at these three commands, these three things in the Lord. So the first one is stand firm in the Lord. So what does it mean to stand firm in the Lord, do you think, girls? Um,
2: well, I went straight to the Greek um, in the in the concordance and it says to um, stand or more specifically Um, to stand fast and persevere. Personally, for me, it means to not be moved, intimidated or or persuaded away from your beliefs. An example for me is when you're among, you know, your Christian friends, either, you know, with other people or with just Christian friends, and someone questions what you really believe. And you have the option to sort of dumb it down and, and kind of go, Oh, well... I kind of, like, believe this, and and you've got that fear of, man, well, you don't do that. You just get on with it and go, no, Jesus is, and this is what I believe, and it doesn't matter what you think. Um, And, um, yeah, the easiest way for me to do that is to pray, and before I meet up with people, if they want to have a conversation about that sort of thing, it's like, okay, how am I going to... About you today. Jesus, can you come and help me out here? And um, I've also found that um, I have more faith and security in God when I'm in the Word. Yep.
1: And I loved what you said there that, like, before you think about it and you pray, and how am I going to talk about this, you know, you're going in with intentionality there and and just you know, being because there's a lot of people who, when they put on the spot, they don't actually.
0: dictionary meanings is stand fast in adherence to the faith and in freedom from legal bondage um yeah i think that's just great and that's part of what it is for me standing firm in the lord is like knowing that will of god for every situation having to you know test my thoughts and attitudes against the word and because when i'm doing that i'm changing that internally that then changes how i am acting out in the world and then people can see that difference in you um, and I remember one one example I was uh catching up with some girlfriends from school, and they were sitting around having this big old gossip and um I wasn't joining in, and they asked me you know you know sort of what what was going on why wasn't I talking I'm like, well, you know I had that you know I can just like totally water this down what you're saying, crystal or, you know walk away whatever, or I can just come out and say i am like well, you're gossiping and I don't want to be a part of that, you know, blah blah blah. Um and that would have been
1: a, <laughs> a coffee date killer. Yeah. <laughs> and
0: that was a bit shocking to them and there was, you know, it was a mixed a mixed group and and um here yeah, just some of the girls just could not wrap their, he- their heads around the very fact that speaking about someone behind their back in a whole lot of things detail that isn't any of your business is gossip. Um, and just really shocked by that and that I was actually willing to stand up and go no, no what you're doing is wrong yeah. you should stop
1: and, and the sad thing about it was that there would have been other Christians in the group, right?
0: yeah, who yeah. were just, they were the ones most shocked that yeah. I was saying,
1: this is gossip it's wrong and I think that's the shock and stuff comes because once you've said that, they have to do something so they either have to violate the word or they've got to act on what you've said and so people often yeah, yeah. Right. well, I went to the dictionary, which I love. Um, and just the, ver- you know, I looked at the two words stand and then I looked at firm. And obviously, we have the physical and stand, which is to maintain that upright position. But I thought you can still get a lot from that because it's that upright position and you're doing that and you're doing that and, uh, to remain in that resolute position. As well, to maintain a stance or position in the face of opposition. So we talk about mm-hmm. taking a stand. And I think it's important, you know, when Paul's writing here often we forget how much opposition and persecution that face. And just because we and they did not, you know. So he's really, so I think that's really important in that face of opposition. And then um, firm as well is not yielding to any touch or pressure. If you think of something being firm, it's like, you know, you touch it and it's pretty firm. It doesn't yield or give way to pressure. And, um, you know, it's constant and it's just being resolute. So you put those two together, standing firm, That just that confidence, that resoluteness. And the Greek word that Paul uses there for that stand fast or that firm and it's the word that would be used in those days for a who who's standing in battle where the enemy's absolutely bearing down on them. So it's just that, you know, like you girls were saying, just standing for what you believe in. What you said, Lena, something that I picked up on was that, you know, knowing God's will that's mm. going to help you have that resoluteness and that standing fast yeah. and do you know as well by getting into his word, like you girls both said, and, and, you know, praying. And So you have to know it because if you don't know it and you're not sure, you're going to be wishy-washy. So to have that yeah. firm, resolute stand, you need to know exactly what you believe, who you believe, and what it is that he wants you to do, especially in the face of opposition where um, you can have the whole, it seems like everyone... <laughs> and when you know his will for you and that he's given you specific directions sometimes it might feel very lonely because other people don't understand or they oppose Mm. that but if you know that deep inside you then that is going to help you to have that, that stand and to maintain that stand and then as well where he says it will stand firm in the Lord. And as I said, we're looking at these commands in the Lord, in the Lord, in the Lord. There's that willing subjection to his authority mm-hmm. because yes. it's only in the Lord with Christ and the Holy Spirit that we can resist the you know seductions of temptation and the weakness of cowardice. I love that weakness of cowardice. Yes. There's a lot of Christians who have that. When you compromise on the word, or and you know it gets disguised in the form of, oh well I don't like confrontation, so you know it's not my nature or whatever, that's cowardice because there's a lot of times where you have to take a stand and you have to speak and it involves confrontation, and to to shy away from that you are going to step into compromise. Yeah. So it's really just realising that we can only do this in the Lord, Um, yeah. And you, you know as well, you all know how easy it is, and Lena, you were talking about that where you had that coffee date and stuff, and often it's really easy to get swept up with the company yeah. that you're in. And, you know, have you ever had a time where maybe you do slip into gossip or whatever, and I'm not excusing it, I'm not blaming the other people that you're with, but you come home, you're like, oh, you know, yeah. if only I hadn't done that or, you know, and then sometimes we will, oh, if I had been with that person, I would have stood up or I wouldn't have done it with whatever. We've got to remember it's only in the Lord we stand. Yes, other people encourage you, but you stand in him and he goes everywhere with you. So it's just not having that cowardice but actually being prepared to speak out.
0: The, um, oh, sorry, yeah. There you you go. <laughs> I was reading the Matthew-Henry commentary and it says talks about like not trusting to ourselves but standing fast yeah. in God's strength and in his grace mm. and that's the power we have to actually stand firm. It's yeah. not by our own strength or capability. Yeah. yeah. Um.
2: Well, I was just going to say that there was a, a moment um, where a friend and I we were walking to school um, together, and we were um, walking home. And we like to sort of help each other through situations and, and things like that. At that time, and um, we both started the the conversation changed to the point where it wasn't talking nicely about. Other people in our lives, it was really starting to turn into that gossip and that we're talking behind people's backs, and we both kind of realized it, and we apologized to each other, like in that moment, and we we're like, "Look, I'm sorry, God. Like, this is not okay. We have just crossed the line here, and we need to stop." And um, even in those moments with a close friend, where you could be free, you know, mm-hmm. in the worldly um version of freedom, um, could be free to go ahead and just keep going. Well no one else knows. Yep. You know, it's just yep. us and we're not gonna tell anyone.
1: Yeah.
2: But it was nice to know that she was ready to stand with me and just go, Hey, no way, this isn't yeah. cool Even to each other, you yeah. know, we're close friends.
1: But it's like no And I mean, that's awesome, like you say as well, that you can admit. Because we do, we do fall into it in that. um, And it's great that you can admit and repent and whatever and go on. I seem to always be doing that too late. (laughs) 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 Um, Yeah, so that's really good. There was something else I had brilliant to say, but it will come back to me. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, and like it only comes from being and and that in the Lord. If you're not in a relationship with him and fully submitted to his authority, then we're not in him. Yeah. Um, and so it's really important that, you know, we be in that. And there's a scripture as well in 1 Corinthians fifteen thirty three that says, um, you know, the company we keep, it talks about the company we keep, it says, do not be misled, bad company corrupts good character. And so even there in this as well, as I said earlier, like we only find the strength standing in the Lord, but we do have each other as well to help. Um, And it's really important that we surround ourselves with people that are going to encourage that. And like you say, pull each Mm. other up where we need to pull each other up and, you know, deal with the situation. So, yeah. All right. So I think that's, we've covered that pretty well, hey, standing firm in the Lord. So it's just having that resoluteness, that just not moving and especially not in the face of opposition. And the way that you're going to be able to do that really well is to absolutely know His perfect will for your life. And you'll know that by getting into the Word as well.
2: Mm. And um, I also had a note here that says that um, even in the midst of um, one of the psalmists, and when he he wrote Psalm 71, in the midst of his trouble, <clears throat> he stood firm on God and His truth, even though he didn't see Him working. And so you might not see, you know, that. <laughs> Point where they've been healed from that, or they've, you know, that sort of thing. You may not see that happening, but your steadfastness will rub off on the people around you, Mm. and will be like a um, a beacon of light in their life. Mm. Um, And I thought that was really cool
1: because it is. It's a test to me. Even if people don't like it at the time, it's still, you know, yeah, that's good.
0: Yeah, that reminds me. Like, I think the opposite is true too. I remember. My friend and I were going for a job, um, the same job, but like six months, not the same job, two jobs in the same team, six months apart, and she said, oh, did you want me to give you the interview questions? And I was just like, oh, yeah, I didn't even think about it, and afterwards I was like, oh, no, I should have said no, because that's you know, there was supposed to be secret, and then I've just shown myself to be lacking integrity, and she knows I'm a Christian, what, you know, like, that moment of just like, oh yeah, that'll be great, I'll get the in on the interview, mm-hmm. and, you know, I haven't stood firm on my faith, and you know, that's the opposite testimony what I've just said. But you know
1: as well, though, don't you can find things that, you know, I think the Lord is so gracious with us because of a Process and the whole sanctification it's going to be lifelong um you know there'll be things that i'll get convicted about very quickly now that maybe five or ten years i didn't i didn't get as convicted yep. and you know the lord gives you that sort of as you're growing and then that conviction comes quicker you know as you're listening and that's so uh, we all do have things that like we don't think at the time all oh, that's all right or even for you five years ago it might have been all right yep. We act you know because it's as much as what you know you've been convicted or get into the word not that's an excuse but you know and i think he just as as you go on in your walk that conviction should be coming and is coming quicker and you know things that you thought were okay or not okay so mm, yeah. it's good but he's gracious huh? <laughs> <laughs> if he gives
2: us thankfully. <laughs> all
1: right so the second um thing we uh paul commands in the lord is when he's talking to the two women he says be of the same mind in the lord so, what do you think he was meaning or asking them to do when he pleads with them to be in the same mind?
0: So Paul's talking about you know being united in in the faith, mm-hmm. you know, to be one in in Christ, and um to be at peace and walk in love rather mm-hmm. than you know this this disunity. Yeah.
1: And I think there had obviously been disunity there between them, and that's why he's like, I'm pleading with you. To yeah.
0: publicly address that yeah, in, a in a letter to the whole church. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> yep.
2: I think too it's it's um a bit of repentance and forgiveness on both parties, yeah that um there isn't meant to be any division in God, I mean God was three persons, but there was never you know any <laughs> one, was going, one. Yeah, yeah. one was going yeah one was going off in one direction and one was uh, yeah. they were all They're working well, together and yeah. Yeah. and That's moving good. forward. Yeah.
1: I mean, what we'll talk... You know, we're just going to probably meld it all in together. We'll be talking, you know, okay, what was he meaning and what is the way that we can be in unity and why it's so important. Um, So, yeah, I agree. He was asking them to agree in the Lord, to to be in that same mind in the Lord. And that's the thing. We can't have unity unless it is in the Lord. You know, um, David and I have often talked about, and, you know, it might sound terrible, but it's not actually. It's just... We've talked about how in the various churches we've been in and stuff that there's people in every church who we wouldn't normally actually associate with in our daily life if it wasn't for church, yeah. not saying they're terrible, but we just might be so diverse and so different, and it's just not people we'd maybe naturally be drawn to, but you know because of the church and and the reason we can. All still get on we diverse and different or whatever is because our unity is actually, you know, it's all based yeah. in Christ. Yeah, that's the it's common bond to us. Yes, and that's the common bond. Um, and so we wouldn't be able to love each other or get along with others so different unless we first love Christ and we have that there. Yeah. And our loyalty to each other depends on our loyalty first to him. So because we're loyal to him. And we have his commands to love each other and you know to obey that's what gives us that for each other so i think that's really important and you know being loyal as well and standing up for to be in unity and stuff and standing up for one another often means you have to be courageous and bold enough to shut down people like you're saying in that conversation who are maybe tearing down or talking disloyally about our brothers and sisters in christ and you know it takes guts that confrontation takes guts but it's a beating so if we love him first and we're loyal to him first, then we've got to obey his word, which means there's going to be occasions when we have to speak up no matter what the cost is going to be. I mean, for you, I know that you lost some friendships out of that, um, didn't you?
0: Over a period of time for yeah. Similar reasons? Yes. yes maybe not that one, but yes yeah,
1: you still kept going back for a while, didn't you? All you Face <laughs> but I mean, you know, that unity and that loyalty is absolutely crucial because where yeah. there's disloyalty in a church you open gaps for the enemy to come straight in. Um yeah. and we give him that foothold in and then also on the other hand, that you know the Bible says unity commands a blessing. Psalm 133 verse one says how good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. Um, and you can go on to read that for yourself. It will talk about you know the blessing that comes with that. And you know this is such an important area because if you're hearing negative things about others, it definitely plants doubt, seeds of doubt in your mind. Yeah. Um, and you know I. Uh, that there's a, a proverb that says that a gossip separates close friends and I've yep. discussed this before where I saw that in operation I used to sort of think it was more and I'm sure it's on multiple levels it's got multiple facets of meaning to it like so it would be like okay if I gossip about you Talena and you find out that that separates us but it also separates Lena and I because I'm putting little seeds of doubt into her head about you, you know, yes. casting aspersions on you and stuff. And in spite of yourself, you might start to think, no, hang on, that doesn't sound like crystal, but it's still something's just been planted there and the enemy yeah. will try and energize that. So, you know, that's how the spirit of division operates. And there's a spirit behind division that operates that way. And um, You know, this person will say that there and it seems innocent and, you know, innocent comment and then it's something else is said to another person it's just designed to operate that and you know if we don't stop it we're going to step into compromise and fear of man and I think too many Christians don't operate in the biblical manner where it comes to this because really what we need to do instead of because I had a situation where someone would come and say oh this person said that and I'd find myself getting really worked up about that person and then I realized, hang on, I'm just listening to this. I need to go and check because they were doing the same to that other person, sewing little things there. And so we're all getting worked up with each other, but it counts on you not talking to each other, not doing the yeah. little thing, keeping it all isolated. And that's exactly where Satan wants the church because unity is so powerful and he knows it. And if there's disunity and division and distrust, then the church is going to remain totally ineffective and yep. powerless. And that's exactly what he's gearing for um you know it's um i was just saying to the girls before that on facebook recently there's been a post you know, facebook's actually horrendous in lots of ways and it's awesome in lots of ways like i have grown so much fruit <laughs> from having to restrain myself from commenting to some of the stupidity that's on there i just quit um, <laughs> i did quit for a while and then um uh, and other, there was this quote that was there though. It said, "Don't tell me what others have said about me," and I would just like to paraphrase someone: "Don't tell me what others have said about my church. Mm. Tell me why they feel it's okay to say it to you."
0: Yeah, mm.
1: you know, and that's really what this is all about. You know, you might not yeah. realize that how important that loyalty is. It's crucial, you know, and, and that unity because it does. Disloyalty will foster dis. Well, it is disunity straight away, as yeah. far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Yeah, and I found a brilliant article that I want to preach on, but I won't like go on about <laughs> it here. But just about the shock of disunity, and and that there are times though when you know there's a scripture that I found um, earlier. I just want to read you. Well, I've heard it before. I just looked it up to read to you. I thought it was good. One Corinthians eleven, eighteen, and nineteen and the following directors i have no praise for you for your meetings do more harm than good in the first place i hear that when you come together as a church there are divisions among you and to some extent i believe others. Like. no doubt there have to be differences among you to show which of you have God's approval. Mm-hmm. so there is a place not that i'm saying there's a place for distinctity but it happens yeah. and there's times as well and, and this is what i want to preach on where you actually have to decide with the disunity and stuff, what if people are bringing in certain things that you have to cut them off yeah. from yourself and maybe even the fellowship, depending okay. on what it is. Um,
0: sometimes I find it hard to pin down like a disloyal person. They can be a bit sly about it. Mm-hmm. A bit sly. But um, man, like when they leave, it's like a massive weight has just been lifted from everyone. You don't sort of realize how much energy they sap from you and the team yeah, um, yeah.
1: until they're gone. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and like I said, that disunity and disloyalty is bringing division, and so the enemy can absolutely just get in there and be wreaking havoc.
0: I mean, yeah. the whole thing like this like it's just it's selfish and vain conceit, isn't it? And it's about mm-hmm. like all they're focused on is tearing down you and people and there's no focus on building God's kingdom so it's the complete opposite of what we're supposed to be doing yeah. yeah yeah Um, I think for me the biggest word that I
2: um, I thought about when I was thinking about unity and and that sort of thing was just submission yeah. it's submitting yourself to Christ and what he wants for your life yep as well as what he wants for the life of your church yeah. and submitting to your leaders mm. when they make a decision. That's that's it. That's it. It's a, mm. it's a done deal. Close your mouth. And yeah. <laughs> do the work. And just, and just get on with it. Move yeah. on. If yeah. you don't, you're going to be dwelling on something that's not going to change. Mm. Um, and I think it's really important that um, if you're submitting to, to Christ and his will for your life, then there is blessing in that. There is, um, you know... Things that will happen, um, uh, truly I tell you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. So, if you think about that and the way that you're submitting yourself here, well, what are you doing in yeah, the heavenly yeah. that's going to grow whatever ministry you have in the heavenlies? Um, and, you know, really looking at the perspective of Jesus and what he sees in you and allowing that to come out how much more freeing that is for you because you're just like i'm not a normal person i'm not just this person who's full of garbage i'm actually worth something more and you can actually do more with your life yeah um and when two or more of us get together um that's where the father will be and um if we agree about what we're asking for, that's where he'll yeah, come in and, yeah, yeah. and really, you know, make things happen that you wouldn't believe could happen. Mm. Um, I re- remember the uh, one of the things that we had the meetings we had uh, ages ago, and they were talking about people coming together and praying over a city, and the whole city changed, mm. and it wasn't just two people from that church who decided to do it. It was a, a congregation of people who had the same mind in Christ mm. that this city needs to be saved, and they did it, and it changed. And, yeah. and, you know, now they have police officers who pray together and, you know, all these things yeah. that can come about from
1: yeah.
2: unity, unity yeah. In, in different congregations, in different places, yep. in different, you know, Every other day in mindset things.
1: And and that's the thing, unity doesn't this <laughs> doesn't mean uniformity, it's two different things. So you can still have your individual differences but you be unified, yeah. yeah. That's important. And what you're saying, Crystal, I love what you're saying there that you know it brings blessing and all the stuff and God will work in amazing ways. And I think that's what we need to realise as well. When you know, all the commands of God and stuff, it's not just a whole list of don't do this and don't do that, or I want you to do that. The whole reason comes out of his absolute love and love because it's yeah. going to bless us. Mm. You know, yeah. I know it's not about, you know, not about it, me, but, you know, everything he puts in place is because he knows the consequences and the effect and, and, and what blessing obedience is going to be. So it's yeah. all for our good anyway, you know. So if we just... Yeah. See it from that mindset as well, from that positive mindset of, you know, it's not God just saying, do this, do this, don't do that. It's like, oh, I love you so much. I want the best for you, and this is the way that you're going to get the best. So The
2: way that we allow Christ to be our focus, we then can focus that vision on our friends and family, Mm. so we can look past some of the... (laughs) stop <laughs> yeah and still spread that love of Christ because yeah. if if we didn't the word wouldn't be getting out yeah you know people who need it are broken and hurting yeah and they need someone to come alongside them yeah and the only way we can do that is to sort of you know not be blinded by love but just be sort of guarded
1: by yeah, myself, yeah. And and that's exactly what you said. People are broken and hurt and they need it. And that's exactly why the enemy would want there to be disunity because then the church is just going to be so internally focused and Mm -hmm. and fighting each other and dealing with all that all the time. It will take up all your energy. Mm Losing sight of the purpose and what it is that you're supposed to be doing. And that's exactly what he wants. Yeah. So you just, you know, internal, just dealing with stuff all the time and not ever doing your actual mission. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well,
0: Romans 12:16 talks about living in harmony with one another. And then, you know, do not be proud, but willing to associate with people of low position. You know, when we have got that unity, it freezes up to you know, not being selfish and not being conceited and yeah. actually, yes. you know, yeah, what are you talking about, Crystal. Yep.
1: All right. Well, the third, we'll try and just, um, we've just got a few minutes left, but try and get through this last um, command there of in the Lord. So the next one is rejoice in the Lord. And so we can look at the word rejoice. We can look at joy. You know, they sort of, you know, will come from each other and, and, and talk about what it is and why we've got it. So anyone, girls? Well, for a start,
2: it's a fruit of the Spirit. Yep. Um, Because we have Christ, um, it's a part of, you know, the character of of God. We have it because we have Christ in us and um, we only need that really to hold on to in our situations, the Mm -hmm. joy um, to enable us to get through bad or sad or, you know, the situations that you struggle with every day. If you have joy... Um, you kind of don't necessarily feel mm. the sadness and the pain and the anger and the hurt and the hurt and stuff that comes with all those situations <coughs> and um yeah, so I think
0: why we have it is because we have Christ, yep, exactly, mm. and it's you what you're saying, Crystal, it's a choice. Mm -hmm. it's a choice to act with that gladness no matter what the circumstances and it's not that we don't feel emotions but it's just that we choose to you know not to be negative and we choose to be not like up and down up and down up and down but we're just set on that you know that joy and that gladness because it's based on God and not what we're doing in our circumstances. Mm. Yeah.
1: And I think that's important because that's essentially the definite, the difference between happiness and joy. Happiness mm. is based on your circumstances yeah. and it's up and down. You can be happy, unhappy, it's totally fickle and fluctuates. Whereas joy does not fluctuate and like you girls but I said it's regardless of the circumstances because the joy is not like I'm grinning like a Cheshire cat through this hard time but that joy is that deep abiding trust that I have in me that God is in control and he has it in hand and so because I've got that I can have calm and be serene and whatever in circumstances that seem horrendous because my joy means I'm trusting in the Lord and it's not based on me and mm-hmm. he's going to work it out, and you know, he's the provider and everything, so yeah. So, um, and he's a constant as well, and it's not going to change according to circumstance. Yeah, um, um sorry, sorry. I just there was just one thing that really struck me, and um, when I was doing this, and 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 I've you know, really got a bit of revelation for certain people in respect of this as well that discontent versus joy, okay. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a lot of people who are living as Christians and they're struggling and that, but I think that I want you to really examine yourselves and ask yourself, what is the constant underlying thing that you're living with? Is it just a loathsome and constant discontent? Or is it joy? Because if it's the discontent, it's going to be you're looking to people and circumstances. Like if this changes, there's that constant like, Oh, I'm so stressed, and if just this changed, that's going to go away, or if this happens, that's going to go away, or if I get this, it's going to go away. And I just want to suggest that you need to really examine that because it may just be that low-grade discontent, which is the opposite of joy. Yeah. Of anything, whether it be your husband wife, whatever changes to what you think you really want them to be, that's still going to be there. And when the next thing changes, it's still going to be there because you've actually got a low-grade discontent and not actually joy.
0: Yeah. Um, I found this verse in Habakkuk, chapter 3, 17 to 18. It says, Though the fig tree does not bud, and there are no grapes on the vines, though the olive crop fails, and the fields produce no food, though there are no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stalls, yet I will rejoice Mm -hmm. in the Lord... I will be joyful in God, my Saviour.
1: Mm-hmm. I think that verse is actually a verse straight for that whole thing on discontent verse. So <laughs> yeah. It really is. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So yes. Perfectly that, if I was yeah, looking totally. for scripture for it, I think that melds in perfectly. Mm. Good. Awesome. Rejoice. So saying rejoice in the Lord. Even with the difficulties that we're facing, the persecution, the opposition, it's like, remember, because that rejoicing is a Greek word, chiro, and it, it's reminding them of the reason they've got for rejoicing as believers. You've got His incarnation, His power, His presence with the Father, His presence with them, His ultimate triumph that's going to be coming, hearing the gospel, our salvation, our liberty in Christ, our hope. All of that is the reason we have joy and yes. we can rejoice outside of whatever's going on in those circumstances. Yep. Alright, so I'll give it over to you to wrap up now. Thank you.
0: Um all right, ladies and gentlemen. So that was Philippians four verses well, we only looked at um one two four oh. today. So we want you to um just get into Philippians chapter four, just start reading that and just breaking that open yourself and praying to God that he would just bring that revelation and understanding to you. Um, All right, we just wanted to mention, too, that we are in the process of changing over the podcast graphic for our beloved podcast. So you may have noticed a bit of change to what the um, individual episodes look like. And soon we're going to be changing the all-over graphic. So don't despair. It's still us. Uh, We're going from pink to peach, that's all. All right. um, So that's it from us, and we'll um, see you next podcast oh that's right <laughs> i haven't done it this in a while <laughs> if you'd like to get in contact with us you can jump onto our website at www.life-house.net or you can find us on facebook under life house ministries we'll um, catch you next time